Oh, hey, John. Yeah. On the count of three, what was your first guitar that you ever got? One, two, three. Stinger. Sting. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Can't believe. Cannot believe we we have the same first guitar of all time. I feel so close to you right now. <laughs> We're 120 miles apart, but I feel your warmth. I can't wait till this is over where I can come <laughs> down there and hug you. You, but you still, you still have it. I can't right now. We're social distancing. I'm talking about your stinger. You still have your stinger. Oh, I do. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't. I am so, I'm going to fall asleep with a, a lot of shame tonight. Do you want to touch my stinger? <laughs> Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and I am without Zeke Baker, but together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. And you know, right now we're all just dealing with being quarantined, and these episodes are all about having fun and just getting away and relaxing and taking your mind off stuff for a minute. And before we get into who my special guest is, want to let you know today's episode is sponsored by cascartel.com, changing the industry standard as to how you get your alcohol. You can actually get cast cartel to ship directly to your door and right now what is more convenient than that and that's something we are all looking for is getting alcohol shipped directly to your door so go to castcartel.com. they have rum they have gin bourbon whiskey scotch whatever it is go to cast cartel also on instagram they're always doing awesome giveaways they just did this big giveaway for blanton's gold check them out cast cartel at instagram and also castcartel.com. also want to let you know that all of our glassware is provided by distilleryproducts.com if you go to most of the distilleries and you say hey where do you get your laser edge glassware from Chances are they're going to say distilleryproducts.com because they have the best wholesale prices for laser etch glassware that you would get anywhere. They have Glens, they have Wee Glens, they have Tipsy Rocks glasses, regular Rocks glasses, flasks, decanters. They are the only place in North America that will laser etch the neat glass. They also have the Tua glass from Ireland and they laser etch it. Nobody else is doing that. So go check out my friends, Janie Carson and Vicky, all the good people over at distilleryproducts.com. If you want me to hook you up with them, send me a message. I am happy to do so. Now we get to the, the guest of the hour or the half hour. We're just having fun. We're, we're all quarantined. I think we're going a little stir crazy. And my friend, Tim, the owner of Chattanooga Whiskey, we just wanted to get together and we tried to get John on this too. And I got to give him a little bit of help because we're, we just said like, listen, we're not going to talk whiskey. We're not going to talk about how Chattanooga Whiskey just recently went to Colorado and Kentucky and they're about to go into Texas and they're going to have a new whiskey skew that comes out this year that we don't even know about yet. We're not going to tell anybody about yet, but they're going to know it's coming. Like there's so much good stuff going on at Chattanooga Whiskey. We just want to get together and just have fun. And John was like, no, dude, I got a mask on. I got gloves on. But Tim, how are you? 
I'm doing great. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. I think you know more about our business and our strategy than I do. So I'm t- I'm letting John know that you're his new boss officially. Lots of whiskey to give. Yeah, but- I'm fine getting paid in whiskey. That's okay. And that's really all I need is give me a little bit of that 91-111 blend. Call it the dad's blend. I've had this conversation actually more than I'm comfortable with. But in the event of an apocalypse, what are the three things that you feel like you need to survive? And you got to think kind of practically. But I, I, I asked this question to somebody the other day completely randomly, and they chose the exact three things that were on my mind, which is kind of scary. Number one, you need a lighter or some way to make fire. That's even more practical than what I was thinking. But the other thing is a knife. Okay, in this, all right, a lighter and a knife, like, okay, we're, everything's gone. If if that's what we're going, this is not naked and afraid. This is like, we still have some remnants of civilization. This isn't, we're not in the woods. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Do you want to see my sword set? (laughs) It's real. It's not signed by Randy Jackson, unfortunately. Next time I go to Chattanooga, we are taking these swords that you have, and we are going to get watermelons, and we're going to go outside and just cut them in half. If my swords can cut a quarter inch through a watermelon, I will be shocked. If you had a Hattori Hanso, you would. I'm 38, and I'm pretty sure I got that sword set at a knife show in Chattanooga when I was eight years old. That is even cooler that you've had them for 30 years. Or maybe, I haven't tested it, maybe they're still very sharp because I've never used them on it. Actually, it's not true. That's not true. I used them on an office chair, uh, but it wasn't like at work. It was when I was like 10. And I had a little desk that I used to do my homework at. I don't know. I just was curious if they would actually cut something. And I cut the fabric of my office chair and I thought I was going to get grounded for a month. <laughs> Before we get back to this, what are you drinking? I actually, I... I just saw I'm you take a sip. That. Yes. No, I'm drinking uh, So Chattanooga Whiskey 1816 Native Odd Story. Gosh, man, my eyes have gotten so bad with lighting. It's awful. My wife got me a pair of reading glasses. That was my Christmas gift. And I was shocking. I was like pretty grateful. Oh, dude, I can't read it. This no, is, it's, it's okay. I mean, we can talk about the fact that this whole Native series, I'm not going to lie, it was one of my favorite things that you guys put out. You were working with a number of different brewers in the state of Tennessee, and then you would finish whiskey in barrels that they finished beer in. There were some really good ones. You did Yazoo here in Nashville. There were some ones down in Chattanooga. I mean, I think I did get that odd story one. Man, I wish you would do that again. That was really good. I think it was pretty underrated, personally. I was glad that not enough people knew about it because it allowed me to go get more. It was a fun project. Just a cool local collaboration. Tied in the whole beer thing because, you know, of Grant, his background, and um, he got to nerd out on the on the beer side of things and bringing it all together. It was cool. It was in there. And they're tasty, man. I'm drinking 1816 Native Odd Story tonight. And we said we were just going to shoot the shit, but like, I find it interesting. I want to go back to this desert island thing. It's not a desert island. Whatever it is, it's the three things. If it was a desert island, then a lighter and a knife. I agree with you, but this is, we're not there yet. Okay. 
so we're not there yet. But one of the things I do want to bring up is if you talk to all the people that are in like the brewery world, there's a whole shit ton of collaboration. You know, they're always talking about other people coming in town. Brewers are always collaborating with other breweries. I feel like that doesn't happen enough in whiskey, and I wish it would. If Grant were here tonight, he, he would get on a soapbox about this. He's very passionate about it. That is really the kind of the heart and soul of where the Native series came from. He he talked about that for a long time when he came on about how the whole brewing community would collaborate so much. And he did want to bring that into the distilling community. I've never been in the brewing community. I just can't tell you if we've come along. I can tell you from the parties that we have in Nashville with the different breweries when when a brewery has an anniversary or whatever is going on. Like there are breweries that come in from New York City. There's breweries that come in from everywhere and just say, I want to collaborate with you and we're going to do a run. But the other thing that I would tell Grant that makes it extremely difficult is that if you do a collab with another distillery, you're waiting four years to see right. how that collab right. turns out. You yep. know, like these breweries are doing a collab and it's like, okay, yeah, we just got to wait a few months. Yep. You know, that's the that, problem. I think that's one of the problems. I also think distilling is just behind brewing, the brewing community. It was, that got fired up in the nineties. That's, I mean, it's more than a decade ahead of distilling. hundred percent. So what you're saying, let's go back to this desert island. You're at a desert island. It's not a desert island. <laughs> All right. So what I'm saying is if shit got real, like even it's really bad, but if it got even worse and it was like apocalyptic, I have like three kind of essential things that I'm like, all right, we're good. But as you're saying I, I still got food. food. Oh yeah. So what, all right, let's talk about food. What would your food source be? Chattanooga 111. I, I want a, I want cows. We're video oh. chatting with each other. I'm oh. saying Chattanooga 111 oh, would be good. my food source, but that, um, is that bottle open? That bottle's not even open. I just poured it. I just opened it and poured it into a glass. I'm sorry. Here it is. Thank I just you. poured it in there. I'm sorry, and thank you. <laughs> I mean, if it's an apocalypse, I'm going to want my yeah. own Terminator, number what's one. A, what do you, what's a Terminator? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want my own Terminator protecting me. You want a bodyguard. I want a Terminator. You don't have money to pay. You better have something to trade. Well, no, you said I can just get whatever I want, right? Like three things. You can get whatever you want. All right. So I'm going to go in the future and I'm going to send myself back a Terminator. <laughs> this is the difference between you and I. Is uh, Maybe, I, I don't know. What am I using too much logic here? You think that having your own Terminator is too much logic? Well, I'm saying if I had my own Terminator, I could do whatever the hell I wanted. John, you clearly, you're not prepared for an apocalypse. Uh, no, I have life straws. I get in trouble for having life straws, waterproof matches. I have a bag. I'm not a prepper. What's like, a life straw? So a life straw is a little a tube. A paper straw? No, it's a, a plastic tube, but it has a water filter in it. So if anything ever happens to your water supply, you could just take this thing, stick it into whatever water, however the condition, sip through it, and it's going to filter the water as it goes up to your mouth. Well, I feel like we're, we're getting really detailed here. All I, I want whiskey, cows, guns. Those are the only three things I want. 
That's fair. I think the Terminator is kind of inclusive of the guns. But you want your own special person that's going to kill people for you. Shit, yeah. That's not very practical. Why? Here's the thing. Whiskey, I can drink and I can trade. Guns, I can use and I can trade. Cows, I can eat and I can trade. But you like, want a Terminator. If I have a Terminator. And is, then, you're gonna ter- is your Terminator going to do like all of the killing while you do all the bartering? Yeah. <laughs> it all just came together. It makes so much sense now. I need my own T-1000. You know what? Let me tell you something. That's how far ahead Nashville is of Chattanooga. <laughs> In Nashville, you guys are like, yeah. I mean, uh, Terminator, obviously. We're apparently like a half a century behind you guys because we're like, uh, we just need cows and give us a gun and we'll figure out what to do with it. Well, no, I mean, like, I have my own guns. I don't need the Terminator to give me guns, but I would be prepared. You know, like, if it was three things, it would be three things above my backpack that I already have ready to go. Above your backpack? Yeah, I'm saying, like, I would already have a backpack ready to go. So these three things, like I would have a whole bunch of other stuff that's already there. You're thinking about what you're going to put in your backpack and uh, a Terminator. Oh, I'm saying my backpack would already get me. Because he, here's the thing you need to understand is if you have guns and whiskey, and as long as you have enough ammo for those guns, you're going to find cows because you're going to be able to take cows from I, other people. I don't know, man. I disagree. I think, I mean, I, people are going to be fighting over cows. Yeah, but you're going to, if you have enough bullets and then you have your own Terminator. So not only am I firing, but my Terminator is firing as well. I'm going to be able to go take anything I want. Why don't you just go find a really close friend that loves you that has a farm and cows and get ahead of this game so you you don't have to a Terminator's going to cost you money. No, if you said I get it if I get three things. If this is like a rub the genie Aladdin style, I want a Terminator. What is in it for the Terminator? Why does Nothing. he want to work for you? But what was Why does in he it? Work for you? What was in it for the Terminator in the Terminator? There was nothing besides, hey, John Connor sent me back here to save himself. You know, that's a great point. And it actually makes me not like that movie as much. I'm sorry. <laughs> why did the terminator well it's because he was a robot they don't have feelings yeah and it was just come with me if you want to live that was it man i have gone you know every movie i have gone back to unless it's a comedy it's a horrible plot you know and just, it's just horrible like what tell me something that disappointed you oh that's a challenge that i'm not sure i'm able to execute on i uh, okay, I'll make it super easy for you. People always say that sequels always suck with the exception of Godfather 2, which may be as good as The Godfather. What sequels just absolutely sucked for you? Or what was one that you think was better than the first? I was about to say, I would agree that almost every sequel was worse that I can think of, which, by the way, is the opposite for grunge from 1990, 1994, opposite. Second album. That second album. Second album. Every second album was better than the first album. And if you want to challenge me on this, I'm much more prepared because I know more about it than movies. Okay, but, I'm ready for this one. No, hold on, wait. I want to answer, but I want to answer your question. Kid movie sequels, Pixar, Disney sequels 
are most of the time better. Toy Story 2, better than Toy Story 1. Toy Story 3 was not that good. Toy Story 4 made me cry. Didn't go to see Toy Story 4. Got punished by my wife that I wasn't able to make that movie with my uh, kids, and I, I own it. You need to see Toy Story 4. I would say I heard it was very sad and I heard it but just because it was sad it wasn't better. No, I mean it was sad just because there was a conclusion to it. By the way, Frozen 2, it is destroying my household. Everything. It's it's on constantly. I think we've played it more than 100 times. Not better but it still has catchy tunes. And that's the thing about the catchy tunes. I talked to my friend that I was in a band with in high school and college about Frozen 2. And here's the thing about the music. You know when there's a sophomore album? Like the first album just has bangers. It's one hit wonders, let it go. You have all these, you know, in summer, you have all this stuff. Do you realize how many key changes there are? In the songs in Frozen 2, the songs are more sophisticated. You listen to it the first time and you're like, ah, this song's okay. And then you keep listening to it and you keep listening to it and you're like, holy shit, there are like four key changes in this song. They really got their act together for the second movie. (laughs) But the plot, I mean, the plot is good. It's still just not. Tell me that Frozen would not be what it is if it didn't have the soundtrack it had. Even even one. The fact that you have Adina Menzel and then you have Kristen Bell that just out of nowhere has this amazing voice and just. Got a good voice. Let's not say it's amazing. It worked. Like it's it's great for the role. But for an actress like herself, I, I, I you don't you expect her to have no. this musical theater. I mean, the only other person that you know has a voice like that is Anna Kendrick because she's done stuff and she came from a theater background and she did Pitch Perfect and all that stuff. But like, you don't expect Kristen Bell to be this Anna. You know, and then Olaf, Josh Gad from Book of Mormon. Come on. This is a bold statement, but you know how we feel like our kids are going to be that they're like so deprived of so many things that we got to experience. For example, land like everybody gathers around for TGIF with the family. Are you kidding? Home improvement, like the whole family in front of the TV. Our kids will never experience that. I'm going to say, I don't think our kids' kids will ever experience anything like Frozen. No. Frozen is going to be this phenomenon. And the other crazy thing is just that, like, and I don't want to get into a morbid space because we're staying away from that. (laughs) Do not depress me any more than I already am right now. No, but I feel like this whole thing with the quarantine is going to change the way that people interact with each other anyway. So there are going to be things that forever changed from this in the way that, you know, people are going to be like, what do you mean you don't interact online and get in chat rooms and video chat rooms? Like where we used to go in chat rooms and be like A slash S slash L. Now people are going to go into video chat rooms. It's something I was thinking about. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. We tried to do this earlier and then we realized we needed to do it when the family went to bed after we had a couple drinks because we got way too serious. I don't even know where you're about to go with this, but I'm excited. <laughs> I thought about how people date right now. There's a couple things I've thought about, like how people date right now, just like getting people together. 
there's going to be things like where we had chat rooms and now we're going to have like these video hangouts where people just hang out and they interact that way. And you think about like how we used to text it. Like I remember when we first got like, wow, and prodigy and I was Bro. on my Packard Bell computer. Dude, are you kidding me? Dude, AOL IM is how every person within at least five years of me, again, I'm 38. So I would say at least five years up or down learned how to become a professional typer. Oh, yeah. That's why I could type so fast. Remember when people used to leave song lyrics as their away message? And that does not happen anymore. Like, like if I, at my age, if I were to leave song lyrics as my away message, people would be like, dude. Bro, trying to trying to close a computer down in your parents' house on 56K modem on AOL when you were looking at something you weren't supposed to was a long, dreadful process. <laughs> You got to clear cash and cookies, man. <laughs> it even it took long to, to clear cash and cookies. It took an hour just to get the X out of anything. Downloading something. Oh, we can't even. I'm not even. We can't go. This is a road. That we, let's go back to grunge music. All right. So, so what you were saying is. The second album of every grunge was so you the think best album. In your what was it? In utero is better than Nevermind. First of all, if we're gonna play this game, get your shit together. Because In Utero was the third album. I know it was. I was testing you. Okay, yeah. I, 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 I No, I, I swear to God. I so <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you one right now that debunks yes, your theory. Nevermind was better than Bleach. Yes. I'm gonna I'm going to debunk your theory right now. No, you're not. A hundred percent. I'm going to debunk your theory. I'm ready. Gish was better than Siamese Dream. John, please put that on Dad's Drinking Bourbon Facebook page. You are going to get destroyed. Gish was an amazing album. I love Gish because it was like a garage band. I love Gish so much. As a musician, you can appreciate Gish. At another level, but of the people between 35 and 45 that were diehard grunge era, and I'm not saying it's exclusive to that population for the record, it could be the demographic could be much wider than that. I'm just saying if you pulled 35 to 45 diehard grunge era, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna say between 80 and 90 percent are gonna say Siamese Dream was a better album. If you're gonna take the hits out of there, but like, no, from cover to cover, dude, Siamese Dream, Smashing Pumpkins wouldn't be anything without Siamese Dream. There's something about Gish that, like, if I was listening, it was raw, and yeah. it rocked. All right, all right, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Gish to me. <sighs> okay, I'm about to. Hear, I'm gonna debunk my own theory. However, I'm, then I'm gonna flip it on you. The rawness of Gish versus Siamese Dream is equivalent to Weezer Blue Album to name the second album. Pinkerton? Yep. Pinkerton was way more raw than the Blue Album. But people and, are going to say the Blue Album is better. And it wasn't and, until later, it was like 10 to 15 years later that people were like, oh my God. Pinkerton was a great album. Pinkerton's an unbelievable album. Yeah. I would say that, like, for somebody like... So then you agree with me that Pinkerton is a better album than Blue Album. I love saying it so. Pinkerton is the Frozen 2. Oh, 
you know, where you have to listen to it. And then after you listen to it a few times, you go, oh, my God, this is better than the original. It's better than Frozen. You just have to listen to Pinkerton about four or five times before it starts to get through to you that like, wow, like all the songs in there. All right. I'm going to I'm going to say general population of grunge listeners are going to say like 80 plus percent are going to say Siamese Dream is better than Gish. I'm going to say that it's going to be 50 50 Pinkerton to Blue Album. However, if you ask people that are the more diehard of the 50%, like the, you know, of a hundred percent of the grunge fans, the half of those grunge fans that are more diehard will say Pinkerton was the better album. So I'm just going to go ahead and say two for two smashing pumpkins and Weezer second album was better than the first album. And here are some of the, the other things like Alice in Chains jar of flies was not the second album. No, Dirt was the second album. Yeah. And then and Dirt was Dirt Dirt was definitely a better album. Let's think about like um Do you agree do you agree? Yeah, no, I I agree. All right, we're all right. So you don't agree with me on Gish versus Siamese Dream. I think the general public would agree with me. But the stuff that I love from Siamese Dream is like mayonnaise and geek usa and it's the stuff that it wasn't like you mean not the hits the things that weren't the hits yeah now, exactly it was incredible i love <laughs> now the one hit out of hey i'm gonna go I'm, I'm gonna say hold on hold that thought i'm gonna say one more thing i think siamese dream and i was not i was a big smashing pumpkins fan but i wasn't the hugest like it was, smashing pumpkins didn't reign supreme for me in the grunge era, but I'm going to say that Siamese Dream is one of the most timeless grunge albums of all time. I'd say Melancholy over Siamese Dream. <sighs> you, you Melancholy know, was an, it was an amazing album, by the way, double disc, which every time you got a double disc, that was, that was cool. But what I would say about Siamese Dream is out of the, the hits that came from Siamese Dream, I appreciated the musicality of Rocket over Today and Disarm. Yeah, 100%. But, but but cover to cover, it was an amazing album. And you remember, okay, I'll give you an example. Space Hog. Remember when Space Hog came out? Oh, in the meantime? It was the only song on the whole album that was worth a shit. Oh, that's Every other song, great. I bought that album and I was like, this album sucks. One song. And there were a lot of those, by the way, but that was the one that really sticks out to me. I was like, Space Hog, again, here's why. Because in the meantime, was like a 9 out of 10, and the whole rest <laughs> of the album was a 1 out of 10. Well, no, but do you know what the worst part about in the meantime was? Is your favorite part of that song was the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be quiet. But yeah, like your, I love your favorite part of that song is at the very beginning when they go high and everything else in that song they don't really like like then he gets and in the end you know he is the only joy like the whole rest of the song is quiet and you it's want a great song it was it was like it had a music video it kind of like just entered that 
where like all of us kids were hanging out in the summertime, like right before we had jobs. Well, I don't know, actually. For me, that might have been right when I got a job. You know what the most, before you even get into that, you know what I think the most underrated grunge band was? Um, all right. This is where we could, we could have some serious friction here because you might call them underrated and I might not, but, um, I'm going to say toadies. What? Toadies. You don't, I am. We just became best friends, bro. Seriously? Beyond best friends. Let me tell you something. My first serious girlfriend, I say serious. It means that like we were going out for a long period of time. Eighth grade. I mean, it was more than a year. And you 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 go out with a girl for more than a year. And from eighth grade into high school, that's a big deal. Hell yeah. Her birthday gift to me was the Toadies album. I wore that shit out. I still play the Toadies album to this day. From cover to cover, the Toadies album is the most underrated album, grunge album of all time. We just became best friends. Holy shit. You know what my favorite part of that is? Like when I was first learning to play the guitar, that was the first song in Possum Kingdom that you could actually use the whammy bar. (laughs) Dude, and Possum Kingdom wasn't even the best song on the album. No, it wasn't. But you sat there and you're like, and like, (laughs) you just were so pumped that you got to use the whammy bar. That's the difference in our two years of age is you were using the whammy bar two years behind me. You know who I think got lost you in ever the fray? Played, you, if the, obviously, when you started learning guitar, you never played a Jimi Hendrix song. Oh, no, I did. But the other band that I think really got lost in the fray that, that really deserved a lot of love, Fountains of Wayne. <sighs> I like playing the guessing game. Who? Okay. What? Who? I want to sing to the bottom with you. That's like 1995. I'm gonna figure Did it that, out. I don't know if I don't know if that makes the cut. Hold on, let me look here. If it wasn't if it wasn't between 1990 and 1994, which by the way, Toadies is right on the fringe. I want to say Toadies was 90. Oh, I'm gonna look this up right now. Oh, Toadies, 1996. I dude, don't see John. I'm sorry. I John, don't listen. Just don't. You know, some like right when I start talking grunge, some young 36 year old kid walks in here. you go through here after you get out of all right 1994 you have hole you have allison you have allison chains jar of flies i hate hole because i hate because i was a firm believer she killed kurt cobain but but anyways you have the mtv unplugged in new york you have vitalogy which was the last amazing album of pearl jam rem's monster uh REM was always a six out of 10 for me. I was in college radio and everybody was like, you're supposed to love REM. I don't love REM. I feel like if you were a, um, I'm literally watching skateboarding on X games right now. If you were like the Tony Hawk of grunge era, which by the way, that's basically Kurt Cobain. But if you, that's what you liked. If you were into it, if you were like really into rock and roll in the grunge era, you didn't love REM. You liked them. They were okay. You know, you had a lot of people. I feel like the people, so I thought Counting Crows was a good band. I had all their albums. They were a good band. I I listened to them. Um, 
but the people that loved Counting Crows loved REM. I felt it was a it was kind of a not as diehard rock and roll grunge era group. That's fair. You also had Bush's 16 Stone. Let me tell you, I had strong feelings about that because I felt like Gavin, what's his name, was trying to come in and replace Kurt Cobain and be the be the new I felt like everything he tried to because back so during this time I was I was writing my own music in my room or in my basement and I felt like you know I was trying to be original and when Bush came out I was like dude this shit's not original they're just trying to rip they're trying to be Nirvana 2.0 but now when I listen to them and I go back I appreciate them because I think they were like on the well, back end. Listen, Tim, try to see it once my way. Everything's in. Everything's in. I don't think so. <laughs> I like those data jokes. I would agree with the last sentence. I don't think so. More albums. Uh, Soundgarden, Super Unknown over Bad Motorfinger. 1994, Austin. Super Unknown, 100% wins. Back up, bro. Super Unknown was not 1994. I'm looking at it right now because I have all these up. Super Unknown did not come out in night. Bad Motorfinger came out in like 1990. Super Unknown came out in like 19, between 91 and 92. You're going to hate me right now, but Super Unknown was released in March 8th, 1994. Are you sure you're not looking at their third album? No, I am looking right now. And, and if you think about all the songs from Super Unknown that was released on March 8, 1994. You have Spoon Man, The Day I Tried to Live, Black Hole Sun, My Wave, and Fell on Black Days. Okay. All right. It was Bad Motorfinger that was released in 91. Yeah. So the band that he did, Chris Cornell, did with uh, Eddie Vedder and Days of the News. You're, you're talking, bro. All right. Temple of the Dog, I play to this day. I play the Toadies and Temple of the Dog to this day. I'm going hungry. Most people don't have a, an appreciation for that album, but I would say that that is one of the few albums from cover to cover that is amazing. All right, let's keep going. I would say, okay, so Super Unknown, I think most would say it's better than Bad Motorfinger, even though Bad Motorfinger is awesome. Allison Chains, you already said Dirt. Because uh, 95, you have regular Alice in Chains. All right. Hey, I mean, we can keep going, bro. Rage Against the Machine. Well, so regular, Debatable. regular Debatable. Alice in Chains, you get Heaven Beside You, which is 95. That is a great song. You have Over Now and Again. It's, it's, but no, I still not. don't think it you're missing Man in the Box. You're missing all no, the not, good no. Alice you're trying to go, but you're, you're trying to argue that I'm not you're arguing trying to, anything. I'm, but you're talking about third albums. Listen to me. I'm agreeing with you. But there's more. Hey, Cranberries. Even the Cranberries out of the first album, amazing. Second album, more popular than the first album. But Zombie, I think, was in the second album, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But from cover to cover, Cranberries' second album, better than their first album was the second album to have salvation oh that was always the secret song for me can we we should be playing like snippets of all these i wish we could but like we we would have to pay for that 
the first one was everybody else is doing it, so why can't we? And yeah, she first... did, and, and she and, and she cracked her voice a lot on that, and it, and I loved the album, but it got kind of annoying. But the first album had dreams and linger. I mean, those were the two Incredible. big ones. That was, the first album was amazing, cover to cover. And then the but, second one, no need to argue. So that one had Ode to My Family, Zombie. It was the more popular album. Let's just say that. And then To the Faithful Departed, which was the third one in 96. That was the one that had Salvation, When You're Gone. Once you get to that point, it still wasn't like, if you think of the hits, there were two in the first, two in the second, one in the third. I'd agree with that. We're going longer than we thought we would. I could talk about this all night. I know this is fun. And I think this is going to give everybody a little bit of a breather from all the shit that's going on in the world. But I'm going to give you a little bit of this or that. Number one, dog or cat? Dog. Netflix or YouTube? (sighs) It depends on, you should say wife or no wife. Just say, let's back up. Like Netflix has The Office, which is for my wife and I. YouTube has everything else. Wait, are you talking YouTube TV or just YouTube? Just YouTube. Oh, uh, Netflix. Phone call or text? (sighs) Phone call. Toast or eggs? Toast. Cardio or weights? Weights. Facebook or Twitter? Now you're really pinning me. Most of the people in bourbon don't use Twitter. Wait, no, don't, don't, no. I know, I know. I like the Facebook community better. I don't use Facebook. I when I'm like, hey, I wonder what's trending or what is like the what's coming out with the news. I go to Twitter, but I hate the Twitter community I, with a passion. If I have to choose one because the other one dies, I'm going to say Facebook. If I have to choose one based on the one that I look at more, it's Twitter. New clothes or new phone? <laughs> Dude, new phone. My wife forces me to get new clothes. Football or basketball? Football. I grew up playing basketball. I loved it. But, you know, when you're 5'8 and all of your friends are 6'3, that doesn't really work out in your advantage. Work but, hard uh, or play hard? Uh, wor- oh, God. Work hard. Play hard only gets you in trouble. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Laundry by a mile. Bath or shower? By the way, I like doing the dishes by hand. Therapeutic. Uh... 10 years ago, I would have said bath, but now not having a bath in my master bedroom, only having a shower, I'm going to say shower. Couch or recliner? I don't have a recliner, so I got to go couch. Hamburger or taco? (sighs) Taco if it comes with a margarita, otherwise hamburger. Most important in a partner, intelligent or funny? What do you mean a partner? Like your wife. Funny. Car Uh, or truck? Shit, that's a hard one. I just think that it, I just think so much boils down to sense of humor. No, that's fair. You got to live and be happy my wife with is, that person. My wife is incredibly intelligent, but like if she doesn't think I'm funny or we can't laugh about shit, then life is a lot less interesting. My so wife I'm stopped say, thinking I'm, I was funny a long time ago. <laughs> Car or truck? My, I'm actually learning a lot about myself by you asking me these questions because I'm realizing that the power of balance, I like power under 30. Tim would have been truck over 30. Tim is car over 30. John is truck under 30. John is car. (laughs) You realize that like 
sometimes you have to haul shit home. I know, but dude, I grew up. So one of my, so w- one of my cherished rides when I was in high school was a 1984 Chevy K5, which by the way, in mint condition is worth a lot of money these days. But today I drive a, a Subaru WRX, which is awesome because it's a stick shift and it's fast and it gets good gas mileage. I, I'm I'm very confused. I, I have love a Ford F one fifty. I I'm con- I'm confused. This is a big yeah. one that will let me know if we are going to continue to be friends or not. <laughs> Toilet paper over or under? This should be a quick answer. Really? Like, how do you have the toilet paper in your house? Does it go over or does it go under? Oh, I thought you were saying the importance of toilet paper. No, like, is it over or under? No questions over. Okay. Every time toilet paper is under, I don't understand it. That makes me feel a hell of a lot better. Pancake or waffle? Waffle. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Train or plane? Ice coffee or hot coffee? Golly, man, I I like I don't have like a clear answer to a lot of this. Uh, ice coffee in the summer, hot coffee in the winter. I'm gonna say hot. Mac or PC? Dude, I don't have a clear answer to any of this stuff. Like I'm really upset with myself right now. I I have an Android as a phone, and I have a PC, a Mac as a computer. I, they both serve their purposes. I don't know. I, you know what pisses me off? Is Mac, you have to update everything. You have to buy new everything. That You know what? I don't even own a PC other than my phone. I'm going to say PC just because I'm mad at Mac right now. Card game or board game? Board game, for sure. I, I actually don't love cards. Working alone or working at a team? Working with a team. Working alone sucks. Sweater or a hoodie? Hoodie by... Now I now I'm I'm feeling some confidence. I'm getting I'm like I'm feeling some swag right now. I'm at hoodie by a million miles. I hate sweaters. I love, I'm wearing dude, bro, look, look at me. I'm wearing a hoodie right now. All right, when sleeping, fan or no fan? Fan. No, wait, hold on. Floor fan or ceiling fan? Either way, whatever you want. Well, okay. If it's either one, fan a million percent. Ninjas or pirates? I love the water. I'm going to say pirates. TV shows or movies? 1,000% TV shows. I go to the movies like two times a year. Okay. I feel a million times better about everything we have done on this podcast (laughs) opposed to the podcast that we tried to record earlier that we got too serious. And people don't realize this, but this is actually our second go. (laughs) we recorded one earlier and we were feeling the world a little too much and we said i just don't i just don't think we had caught up about COVID 19 yet that was the problem we said listen we need we need to get together after our whole families go to bed and after we've had a couple of drinks tim i can't thank you enough 
for spending the time with us, just giving people a chance to get away from all the crap that's going on and just kind of lose yourself in having fun for a little bit. There's a lot of good stuff that's happened, man, over the last couple of decades. A lot of good stuff to talk about. A lot of good stuff to talk about is all the stuff that's going on at Chattanooga Whiskey. We talked about that. You guys just went into Kentucky, you went into Colorado, you're about to go into Texas. You're about to have a new release coming on this year. Anything else you want to tell the people about Chattanooga Whiskey? I think you covered it, man. We're uh, very grateful for the support that we have been receiving. And we feel like our brand is um, in a good place and uh, that we're doing something unique that uh, the Bourbon Society of America loves and uh, we're going to just keep trying to do our best, man. So we're, when we launch Texas, that's going to be it for a while. We're going to stay put and keep our head down and just keep trying to make the best whiskey possible. Can't wait for that. Follow Chattanooga whiskey on all of your social platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, follow the dads on Instagram at dad's drinking bourbon, Twitter, at bourbon dads, Facebook at dad's drinking bourbon. We're Ever you download your podcast you can also find us in nashville tennessee tim thank you so much i've had a blast man i love it love hanging out with you <laughs>